The news just came through uh, Giancarlo Italiano, the new Phoenix head coach, taking over from Ufuk Tale uh, for the next two A-League seasons. Joining us now on the line to talk about it all is a man who played over 100 games for the Wellington Phoenix, well-loved by the Knicks fan base. It's Paul Eiffel. Welcome in, Paul. Afternoon. Mate, um, Giancarlo uh, Italiano, I think I'm right in saying that this is the first time the Knicks have actually promoted from within as opposed to going out and getting someone else. Is it, uh, is it the right call in your mind, the best coach for the job? Yeah, I think so at this moment. Um, I think it brings, obviously, continuity. The, the boys know him. Um, he's, he's worked under Uffi for a number of years and probably knows exactly his systems and processes. So um, I think in terms of that, He's, he's sort of ahead of the eight ball. Um, it sounds like a lot of the recruitment was also down to him and Uffie sort of as a, as a pair. So mm. um, hopefully we can bring that side of it as well because I mean the recru- recruitment over the last sort of three, four seasons has been very good as well and that will need to continue. Yeah, absolutely. The continuity thing you're spot on about. Um, I was reading about um, Giancarlo and, and a sort of self-described nobody. He, he never played um, professional football, unlike most A-League coaches, and just sort of started at the bottom at the at the grassroots level. Is that, does that, is that a bit of an advantage, sort of adding something different? You know, he, he never actually played, but he's got the sort of tactician's brain on him. Yes and no. Um, it, it depends on what the, what the culture of the club is like. And obviously you had Rufi as the head coach who was the guy who'd played pro. Mm. Um, now he's he's the, the head honcho himself. Um, so it'll depend on the boys take him. But the fact that he's been there for a while, I think that will stand him in good stead. I think it's always difficult if, uh, if a new coach comes in that has never played pro and the boys don't know him. I think that's really difficult. But I think in this situation, I don't think it's, it's too bad. And like you said, um, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's got just, just got his pro license. Um, he will see things a little bit differently to, to what some former players do. So I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Paul, you, you would have, um, throughout your career, gone through it, you know, managers coming in at different times and, and how that might sort of change the vibe around the club. I mean, Uffie has been one of the most successful coaches at the Phoenix. And it's interesting uh, talking, we talked to a coaching professional over in Australia a couple of weeks ago about Ian Foster uh, stepping into the head coaching role of the All Blacks and how sometimes players can struggle uh, when an assistant coach goes into a head role because you've seen them as an assistant for so long. Um, did you sort of ever, ever experience something like that throughout your career? Is it potentially a concern as well? Yeah, it can be difficult. It can be really difficult. It dep- again, it depends on what the sort of relationship has been over these past couple of years. You know, most of the time, or certainly in my time, the assistant was the guy that you could talk to a little bit easier. He was the conduit between the sort of manager and and the, and the players, um, can he command as much respect as Anufi? Look, I think that's difficult anyway. It, I don't think it matters who would have come in. I think Anufi was um, always going to go on to bigger and better things. I think he's, he's done a fantastic job. So he's really big shoes to fill. Um, but, he, you know, he wouldn't put himself in the mix if he didn't think he was ready to do so. So mm. I'm hopeful that he can hit the ground running and, and use the time that he's got between now and the end of the season to kind of change people's perception of him, maybe, if that is the case. Yeah, the funny thing about the A-League, um, and, and maybe this is more of a Phoenix thing recently, is that you know it's not like the Premier League where, where guys are getting sort of sacked left and right. For the Phoenix, we've had a couple of coaches now that have just sort of left at the end of a tenure or, or you know have decided to, to walk away from the club. I mean, how hard is it um, for the Phoenix? They just sort of start to get a bit of momentum and then, and then we sort of lose a coach or we know, we, we know the players you know sometimes move away because they get better offers. How hard and challenging is it for the Knicks to just sort of build year on year when they're, when they're playing in that environment? Oh, that's really difficult. I, I think we're, we're up against it. Um, you know, we're, we're the only team from New Zealand at the moment. That, that's, that's shortly going to change, which I think is a great thing. But, you know, you're always battling against the clubs that seem to have more money, more resources, um, easier to sign players. I mean, I've always said there's almost a 
there's almost like a Wellington Phoenix tax. And if you try to <laughs> sign an Australian player, they ask for an extra 50 grand on their contract just across the water. Mm. So it's, it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. But I think they've done a really good job. And I think in, this, in, in, in these particular circumstances, that's why the continuity uh, part of this is probably really beneficial because they can just sort of roll on with what they've been doing. It's definitely going to look different. Giancarlo's his own man, I'm sure. But a lot of the processes and, and bits and pieces are already in place. Um, so, you know, he can come in and try and build on that. Mm. I'm not going to um, suggest for a second that um, the, the sort of uncertainty around and around Uffie and, and the next coach has played a role in, in sort of how the Phoenix have tracked over the last few weeks, but they're a little bit of a slump at the moment, Paul. Um, we've only got, I think, two games left. They're sitting in fifth spot, um, and they've just sort of struggled with momentum over the last couple of weeks. A, a crucial few games coming up, of course, um, but but you see them still staying in that, in that top six and, and still giving them a chance to, to go on? Yeah, I think this works really nicely today with what's happened because now all those players that want to stay at the club are in the shop window with with, with Chiefy, with, with Giancarlo. You know, they've got to show that they they want to be here next year. So I think they're going to be given everything. Obviously, they want to get into the playoffs. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I think this kind of calms everybody, right? We've got a coach in place. We know if he's going. We know who's leaving in terms of the players. We know who's staying. So there's now actually a little bit of certainty. So they can really just concentrate on playing well these last two games making the playoffs and then you know that gives them an opportunity to be in the shop window for, for Giancarlo next year and looking at what squad he, he needs to have. In terms of um, the players that maybe have impressed you this year Paul who um, you'd be looking at with uh, Giancarlo and saying mate you've got to get this guy back ASAP like I said before we're so used to losing some of our best players uh, year on year who's someone that you think really Giancarlo should really target as, as a long-term player for the club? Well, I think luckily they've already done that in, in, with the captain, with Alex Rufa. Um, You know, it was good news that, it, that he's staying. Um, they need a they need another goalkeeper in as well from from somewhere else. I would assume. Um, obviously, my 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 former um, academy player, Callan Elliott, he's out of contract. I think it's it's a it's a given that they need to make sure that he stays. Um, outside of that, probably. I don't know what the contract situations are like for the likes of Krajev, um, but I think Krajev is somebody that should be staying. Um, obviously, Zavada, I think he's only got one more year after this. He should be um, he should be getting a long-term contract. I think he's been absolutely class. So I think that, I think the club and, and Giancarlo will be onto that and then we'll be talking to people. I, don't, I think there's probably stuff going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. Mm. Um, so I'd imagine they'll be trying to get that done as quickly as possible. You know, on the back of this good announcement, let's get a couple more with the, with the likes of those guys that we just talked about signing longer-term contracts. Yeah, no, absolutely, Paul. And, and still exciting times for Phoenix fans. Like I said, two games to go very much still on the playoff hunt and, uh, and let's hope they can go one better and, uh, and go all the way through. I um, really appreciate you coming on as always, mate. Um, go well and we'll uh, hopefully talk again soon. Thanks very much. There you go. Uh, Paul Eiffel there, former Phoenix striker, just uh, talking about the news of Giancarlo Italiano being named as the Phoenix coach for the next two seasons. I I do like um, the continuity, as he said, a guy who's obviously under Uffy and we know how much of an impact Uffy's had. It's just, you know, I sort of, I, I asked Paul about that because it's something that really does um, annoy me, I guess disappoint me that you know the the Phoenix always operate on this short term window because the coaches get snapped up, the players get snapped up. If they play any anywhere half decent, they either go to another Australian club or they get picked up over in Europe, which is great. You know, from a New Zealand football point of view, that our players are getting the opportunity, but it makes it tough. You know, for the Phoenix to build a team over a, of a course of time and to have a bit of continuity to to try and um, win a title. Maybe that's why they've gone for Giancarlo. They've gone look here's. We're going to keep the continuity with a guy that's worked under Uffy and who has the players' respect rather than going to market. That's just how I see it. 
the only thing that I wanted out of this new Phoenix coach is for the guy to want the job, right? And, and want to build a project and be able to stay there for a long time and, and not, not just use this as a stepping stone. And uh, I've heard Ricardo talk to Giancarlo on, on Phoenix Nation uh, a couple times throughout the season. And he always puts the club first. And that's what you want out of out of a gaffer, out of a manager. Look, I think it's really hard to build a team in the A-League. But the Wellington Phoenix, and, and we heard Paul Life will say about the Phoenix tax, that, that there's a sort of thing, and especially if you want an Australian, and it, it may be the same for the Warriors, Sam, if, if you want an Australian, it, it costs you a lot more to get them across the ditch, right? Because yep. for whatever reason, they're just not keen to leave home, which I guess is fair enough. But... The Phoenix resurgence, uh, especially over the last three years since since we hit that COVID window, and it's been really impressive to see what Uffi can do with this team. And having Giancarlo come in underneath him, some guy who's been learning everything he can off, off Uffi, who's a, a, a class manager, right? He, he almost took the All-Whites job, didn't quite work out for him. But I think Uffi's going to go on to, to bigger and better things. But I think for me, Sam, the A-League, we just can't be using it as a stepping stone. And for our young New Zealanders that are that are achieving greatness in football, it's very common for them to go straight to Europe, right, or, or, or to the South Americas and sort of skip through the Phoenix. And I think that's where we sort of get this mis- misconception that we're not a great footballing nation based on the reflections of the Wellington Phoenix. And, and I don't think that could be further far from the truth. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. I think I, I am still worried about um, stepping up from assistant to a head coach role. And as uh, Paul said, you know, you, you the assistant coach is the guy that you generally lean on a little bit and you go to if you th- you're struggling with something and a head coach is sort of, you know, he's the gaffer, he's at the top and, and you sort of let him do his thing. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to transition to that role. And we've seen it with Ian Foster. Where, and, and Wayne Goldsmith was a person I was talking about over in Australia who, who said, you know, it, it's tough for an assistant coach who can have the... Uh, the image with the players of of being an assistant coach for a number of years, and then all of a sudden he's he's the guy in charge, and he's trying to t- be a bit more tough and a bit more, you know. Um, not that I'm, you know, definitely don't doubt Giancarlo at all, but it's just something that you have in the back of your mind, and mm. you hope it doesn't uh, doesn't come to fruition.